right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Theology, a study of Fire Emblem Heroes. And I am Phil the Theologist. So today, I'm really excited to be doing this show once again with Grepstein. So I just want to welcome him to the show and ask, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Phil. Happy to be back with you. Awesome. Uh, before we get started today, I wanted to ask you, how did the legendary banner go for you? I did see that your legendary Robin was your lead character, so it must have been a good summoning, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually had some pretty good luck. I was uh, just trying to pull for legendary Robin, and on my way to getting her, I got two Brave Lins, uh, two Halloween Sakuras, and a Zelgius. But finally, I got that legendary Robin and 140 orbs, so not too bad. Uh, I wasn't really going for those other heroes, but uh, <laughs> never any problem getting a couple of extra five-star heroes. And my legendary Robin ended up being a plus attack and minus res, so I was pretty, pretty happy with that as well. Hmm. And just put her as my lead character to help some other side if they wanted to use her as well, uh, since you can use them in rival domains. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great idea too. I I'd never thought about that, and that's a great way to test run some characters that you don't have yet. You know, help you decide if you want to summon on a banner. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I saw, I heard from uh, one of your recent podcasts that you got a legendary Robin as well. Yeah, what did you think of her <laughs> so far? Yeah, so I was really excited. I had never summoned a legendary hero before from one of these banners, and so I was really excited for uh -oh. that. Um, her IV spread wasn't as good as yours. It was a uh, minus speed plus resistance. So, uh, yeah, so I, I think I'll go for a more enemy phase type build with her, but yeah, I think she's a really cool unit. You can put a lot of different builds on her, you know, based on her IV spreads and whatnot. So yeah, I, I really liked, uh, like her and, and, uh, she's been good. It's fun seeing all the all the stuff pop up on the screen when you summon a legendary hero like that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Any other five-star heroes you got on your path to getting Robin? Yeah, actually, the first circle that I summoned on, I got a Brave Lucina. It wasn't on my free summon, but it was on that same circle. That was awesome. Uh, it was mm -hmm. my second one. I forgot the IVs on her, but um, I know it wasn't good enough to like replace the one that I already have. Uh, still wondering if I should fodder her off for like Aether or her, her C skill or just to merge her. Yeah, I'll probably just merge her. But um, anyway, I got her. I also got Halloween Nowie, uh, my first one. And also, I was really excited. I got a four-star Lara Shell. Um, always, okay. Yeah, I've always wanted one. Uh, I didn't get one when I summoned on the Sacred Memories banner. I did get Myrrh, but... Um, so glad that they downgraded her to four star and I've been waiting patiently until now. And so finally got her. I, I was hoping for loot or Zelgius because I don't have them yet, but that's okay. I'm really happy with the pulls I got. I, I think I spent about 130 orbs or so. So about the same as you did. And, um, so yeah, that not was too bad. Sounds too pretty bad. successful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good times all around. So let's get into our segment today. Um, this is another one of Greps's ideas that he got from uh, browsing through Reddit and, and uh, when he initially reached out to me. And I think it's a great idea. So today's podcast will be about how to farm Hero Merit Feathers and SP. So, Greps, do you want to tell us where you kind of got this inspiration from, this idea? Sure. So I would say about four or five times, probably in the last month, 
someone goes on to Reddit and asks a question about where to farm for SP or for Hero Merit. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people want to know, and sometimes other people on Reddit who are on there a lot of the day get kind of annoyed seeing the same question pop up time after time. Right. So I thought it could be useful to create a resource that might help some of you out there who might be wondering where the best place to farm these resources is. So one thing I mentioned on the lab, last podcast with you is that I've built up all the heroes in the game and given them complete builds. Right. And it took a ton of grinding for SP and for feathers. And I think I've learned a few uh, tricks along the way that I hope I can share with some others today on the podcast. This podcast tends to be pretty analytical and we like to get into some numbers. Mm -hmm. So I thought maybe we could try distilling some of the best ways of farming for SP and for hero merit, which I think are two of the most important resources in the game. Mm -hmm. So I've gone ahead and I've done some research for today's podcast. I spent some stamina uh, trying to learn some things for today's podcast. And if listeners have any suggestions on how to farm some of these resources, uh, you probably out there have some ideas that we won't cover on the podcast today. So I hope you'll send an email over to your phaologist at <laughs> phaology at gmail.com. Uh, I'm sure you guys out there have some good tips as well that we won't cover. Right. Yeah. And please set up an appointment with your phaologist and <laughs> just kidding. And now, yeah, no, please, please do. And I would be happy to listen to your comments and either address them in another podcast or put them in the show notes. So please do that. So so uh, before we go into the actual farming, uh, you know, especially for those people that are new to Fire Emblem Heroes, I wanted to get into how important these resources are, right? So first, let's talk about Hero Merit, uh, which is often abbreviated as HM. Uh, so it's one of the best ways you can earn Hero Feathers, right? Uh, you can view mm -hmm. a unit's uh, Hero Merit by tapping them uh, in their stats. It's all the way at the bottom of their stats beneath SP. And alternatively, you can go to the game's men main menu and tap miscellaneous. Then go to hero merit list to see all of your hero's unit merit. So all every unit that you have in the game, you can see how much uh, merit they have earned. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you can also gain uh, hero feathers in a multitude of ways from quests to chain challenges. And even the login bonus. I mean, there's, a, what, 15 feathers that you can get every day? Maybe yeah, one day. Yeah, <laughs> maybe one day that will come into handy but uh but you can get practically limitless feathers by farming hero merit and hero merit is gained when a character survives a fight uh, in pretty much any mode except for tap battles or rival domains uh, you won't gain any additional hero merit in arena assault after your first run of each day by the way if you're new to the game um Hero Merit is that number that shows up at the top of your units after you clear a stage, you know, and you see, you know, a burst of feathers and, and you get that. Usually it's like a point zero, you know, five or something like that. It's, it's a decimal, uh, usually between zero and five. And in general, the, the higher, the, the difficult level you play, the more merit you get. Uh, and then once the individual accumulates, a multiple of 500 merit points, so like 500 or 1,000 or 1,500 and so forth until you reach 4,000, which is the limit right now, uh, that's when you can access the feathers. And to receive these feathers, you see the unit appear in your castle 
on the main screen with feathers all around them, just jumping around. And then when you tap them, you will get uh, a quote from them and 500 feathers added to your resource pool. Yeah, it's such a small amount for all the work you have to do to gain them. <laughs> it, do it does seem like it, right? And it it's true because you need 20,000 feathers uh, to upgrade a unit from four star to five star, which is, you know, optimal. And yeah, 500 feathers isn't that much uh, in comparison to that. But uh, I mean, these feathers are important because uh, not only can you upgrade your heroes to make them more powerful and have access to stronger skills, uh, you can merge them up after, you know, they reach four stars or five stars up to 10 times, right? And then you, you know, upgrade their stats and everything. And so, so I feel that, you know, it's really important to spend those 20,000 feathers and get those heroes that you really want to be strong, you know, at, to five stars and to get the maximum level of skills possible, the maximum amount of arena points that you can get out of them when you go into arena. So, uh, so yeah. Also, you can uh, use hero feathers to unlock feathers, you know, kind of in the same idea. Speaking of skills, you can fodder them off after you upgrade them to four stars or five stars and fodder them for skill inheritance to other characters, right? So um, preferentially, you'd like to use three or four star units to fodder them off at their highest level of skills. For example, Hinata, who has Fury at four stars, Fury three, I should say. Uh, you summon a four star Hinata, there you go. You don't have to spend any feathers to get them up to four star. You can go ahead and fodder them off. However, there are many skills in the game that require units to be at five stars to learn like Aether or Gale Force, right? So if you want to put one of those skills on another character, then you either have to luckily summon an extra copy of a five-star character or spend that 20,000 feathers to fodder off that character at five stars. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of a gist of how Hero Merit works and why feathers are important. So... Greps, uh, would you like to talk a little bit more about SP? Sure. Yeah, we'll go over SP and then we'll get into farming both of these resources. Perfect. So SP, which as far as I can tell, stands for skill points, according to the Fire Emblem Heroes wiki page. Hmm. Uh, SP is a resource that allows units to learn new skills in the game. So you can get SP from KOing foes in pretty much every game mode but you don't get SP if you've already beaten a one-time map, for example, like the story map modes, mm. or if you're using units that their levels are too much higher over the enemies that you're facing. <laughs> so, for example, if you're using five-star level 40 heroes, then you'll always gain SP from defeating five-star foes. You'll gain SP from defeating four-star foes that are at least level 31, Mm. And you'll gain SP from defeating three-star foes that are at least level 34. So you have to know about the level of the foes you're facing, the level of your foes, uh, the rarity of... And because that's kind of complicated, and we won't get into all of that right now, mm -hmm. uh, you can go to the Fire Emblem Heroes wiki, and they have a full page about all of these requirements that I suggest you check out if you're hoping to farm optimally. Perfect. So in addition to that, uh, a basic KO in the game is going to give you three SP as long as your unit survives until the end of the stage. Now, that's pretty low, 
considering that it takes about 750 SP just to learn a skill like Aether or Gale Force if you give it to a unit that doesn't natively have mm -hmm. it. And that's just the highest level of the skill, not even including the skills you need to learn to learn those skills. Right. So 750 SP, just getting three SP each time is going to take 250 KOs to learn on its own. And that would take a really long time and a ton of stamina. Yep. Even a skill like Fury that doesn't take as much SP to learn all three levels of it on a unit that doesn't normally have it will take 525 SP or 175 KOs under those same conditions. And there used to be a time like over last summer before we had all of these multipliers come out for SP when you had no choice but Hey, sorry about that. We, I guess the connection was lost there. Um, <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> you went ahead and, and uh, talked a little bit more about SP. Uh, let, me, uh, let me tell you where I, I heard you before we cut off. You were talking sure. about... Yeah, sorry. It's uh, okay. Yeah, you were talking about um, like last summer when, you know, you had no choice but to gain three SP per KO, you know, because there weren't uh, any multipliers, right? Yeah, so it was really dreadful to be building up units back then. You could get three SP per KO, and it would take me days just to get one unit fully built up. But the good news is the game has four ways to multiply the SP that you earn now. And the more of these ways you can take advantage of, the better. So the first multiplier comes in over the weekend. On every Friday and Saturday, you get double SP for every KO. And so that means just by default, you can get up to six SP per KO. Uh, and sometimes the game holds double SP events randomly. Uh, you can't really count on those, but those are mm -hmm. nice too, to multiply your SP per KO. Yeah. The second multiplier comes in from using Valor skills. So Valor skills are C-slot skills that vary based on each weapon type. Most of them, unfortunately, are on seasonal units, but units like Grey and Branded Knight Crom both come with Sword Valor, and both of them are available in the normal summoning pool. So if you haven't used a Valor skill before, as long as one unit on your team has a Valor skill equipped, and as long as, as, for as long as they are surviving in battle, all of the units of their same weapon type will get twice as much SP. The third multiplier you can get for SP comes from the Blessing system. Hmm. And, you know, I, I actually didn't know as much about this one until I researched it for this guide. But legendary heroes and units with blessings on them gain double SP regardless of whether their element is in season and regardless of whether they're used with a legendary hero or not. So I want to say that last point one more time, because as I said, I didn't realize this until just a few days ago. But you gain double SP if you use a hero who has a blessing, no mm. matter when you use them and no matter who you use them with. Yeah, <laughs> And then the fourth multiplier is found by using bonus units in the arena or in Tempest Trials. So importantly, all of these multipliers stack up. So you can actually earn up to 16 times more SP than normal, which goes up to 48 SP per KO if you're able to activate all four of the multipliers. 
But even activating just one or two makes grinding so much faster. Right. And that's awesome that they can stack up so much. And so that was awesome. Thank you for those numbers and, and for that uh, presentation on SP. So, so now that we've kind of, you know, had a basic foundation of understanding of, of HM and SP, um, hopefully for those who are new to the game, this is a good introduction to that. And if you're a veteran like us, maybe that's a good refresher. So now let's get into how to farm these resources. Now, I know that Grebs has been doing a lot of research and calculations on this matter and has a lot of experience, of course. So I will let you start on your methods of farming. So let's go ahead and start talking about hero merit. Um, how do you farm, farm hero merit? Yeah, so I, you know, I started doing all this research on the best places to farm hero merit in the game. And I was like looking into the formula for how the game determines how much hero merit you get. And it occurred to me that I think Tempest Trials is hands down the best place to farm for hero merit. We don't need to know the inner workings of exactly how hero merit is determined uh, because it seems pretty clear to me that, that uh, Tempest Trials is the best way to go. Right. So if you can battle your way through Lunatic 7, uh, the seven map mode, of Tempest Trials, you gain 33 hero merit per character if they survive all seven maps. Hmm. So ideally, you would choose some bonus units to farm hero merit because they gain those stat boosts and they're going to get more SP. And usually in most Tempest Trials, I can pretty easily get a team of heroes pretty close to maxing out their hero merit by the end of a Tempest Trials. And if I'm really trying, I might be able to get a second one, quite a bit of HM hero merit as well. Uh, if you use Lunatic 5 to battle for Tempest Trials, I think that heroes get about 18 hero merit. Mm -hmm. And that's a pretty big difference from the Lunatic 7 maps. So you might want to consider that when you're thinking about which mode to use, especially considering that all Tempest Trial modes cost 20 stamina. Mm -hmm. In Lunatic 7, so I've gone through and I've done these calculations to see how much hero merit can you get per unit of stamina. So that I'm going to be referring to those numbers here in terms of the ratios of hero merit to stamina. Mm -hmm. And that's just in terms of efficiency, where can you most efficiently get hero merit? Right. And so in Lunatic 7 Tempest Trials, you can get over a 1.65 ratio of hero merit to stamina per unit so if you can beat the lunatic seven tempest trials that's the way to go i think hands down right and if i may um i you know that that's awesome and i i really like the ratio that you get for lunatic seven i've always done myself done uh, lunatic five because i like to auto battle my way through tempest trials and so um i think that's really cool to know though and i'm going to try and see if I can, you know, get a team out there and auto battle them through Lunatic Seven to, to gain that HM. So I, I just wanted to say that was that was pretty cool. So yeah, yeah, it can definitely be harder to auto battle the Lunatic Seven though. The enemies get quite a bit tougher, so mm -hmm. uh, it, it's worth checking out and seeing if you can do it. But uh, I would say in, in most cases I'm not able to do that with my units. So you know, absolutely worth a shot though yeah. with all the extra hero merit you get. But, so I, I went ahead and I compared the Tempest Trials hero merit farming to other game modes as well, because we don't always have Tempest Trials available to us. Mm -hmm. So 
let's take a look at the training tower. In the training tower, you can gain up to five hero merit in the 10th stratum, and the 10th stratum costs nine stamina. So that is just about, just a little bit more than 0.5, half a unit of hero merit per stamina point. Mm -hmm. That's about one third of what you get in the Lunatic Tempest Trials, which is quite a bit different. Yeah. You can also use Blessed Gardens. I'm guessing most people don't use Blessed Gardens to farm for different resources, but the <laughs> Blessed Gardens maps only cost five stamina, which is why they could be appealing. Mm -hmm. And you get 0.6 hero merit per map there so far. So that's a lot closer to a 1.0 ratio. Yeah. But keep in mind, that's only going to work for units with blessings or those legendary heroes that can even enter that mode. You can also use chain challenges, so those 10 map chain challenge modes, and you're going to gain a different amount of hero merit on each one of those stages. If you're using uh, normal stages, normal 10 map stages, then you can get just a bit over three hero merit per stage, hmm. which gets you about 30 hero merit per 10 map chain challenge, which are about 30 stamina. So that is very nearly a 1.0 ratio there as well. Not bad. And if your units are strong enough, you might even be able to auto battle the mode to farm for hero merit if you have strong enough units and a pretty well thought out team. Mm -hmm. So also you can use uh, the lunatic 10 map chain challenges, which are gonna give you a little bit more hero merit. It'll be 4.6 and higher which is going to give you really close to that 1.5 ratio that Tempest Trials gives. Mm -hmm. But those lunatic 10 map chain challenges might give some people some nightmares. Yep. <laughs> so I would uh, be careful about doing that because the enemies are pretty tough in some of those. So if you're going to do that, maybe choose some of the easier lower down levels to choose to do that. Right. Uh, a few other ways to farm hero merit, uh, including the arena. You can always use a few dueling crests if you have uh, just a little bit of hero merit to get on some units. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind that you will get double SP or double, uh, you won't, we'll cover that later, I guess, with the SP, but right. you will get hero merit no matter how many times you play through the normal arena. And then uh, the challenge with that is that you just don't know who you're going to face in the arena, aside from that one unit they show you in the preview. Mm -hmm. So you really have to be ready for anything, which makes that a little bit tougher. And there's actually a trick that I use to farm hero merit that I know some others use, but I don't know if everybody knows about this in Arena Assault. So after the first time, after I get a deathless run in Arena Assault and get my high score, then the rest of the days that I use for the season, I try to farm hero merit in Arena Assault. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar the trick that you use uh, to face only one unit in Arena Assault? You know what? I am not, so please enlighten me. Oh, man, you're going to love this <laughs> if you've never tried this before. Sure. It is so much easier than battling four-on-four four as you normally do in Arena Assault. Uh -huh. So here's what you want to do. Just go into your first Arena Assault battle of the day with just one unit. Okay. Make sure it's a pretty good unit. You want it to be someone that can defeat other enemies one-on-one. Mm -hmm. but you get to kind of cheat a little bit because you get to see the enemy's unit before you decide which uh, match to enter into. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. So try refreshing the matchup until you have a favorable matchup in the preview. Keep in mind, if you actually start the battle and you surrender, then you won't be able to get hero merit for the rest of the day. Right. So you enter that matchup and it's going to be one-on-one and you should be able to win the matchup because you've decided who you're facing and hopefully you've chosen a strong enough hero. And then for the next six battles after that first one, you're only going to face one unit, but you get to choose up to four units to gang up on that one enemy unit. Nice. So I frequently choose uh, four or five star units in my barracks that have the weapons triangle advantage. Uh, And I try to choose heroes that have lower hero merit on my team units that I maybe don't use all the time to go up against that one enemy. Mm -hmm. And by doing this, you can get 25 heroes per day, about four hero merit per day using this strategy. Hmm. So even if I don't use those heroes at all in any other mode, it'll take me about 100 days to gain 500 feathers from these 25 heroes. Mm -hmm. 25 heroes giving you 500 feathers in 100 days isn't too bad at all. Yeah. And keep in mind, uh, you're not going to get hero merit after that first run of each day. So if you quit after you win three battles for just those daily rewards, or if you don't play Arena Assault at all anymore, then you're really missing out on a lot of hero merit that you could be earning. Yeah, seriously. And if you, so just don't keep going through Arena Assault, though, after that first time, because you're not going to see any more hero merit, any more SP, or any more experience after that first run. Right. So I usually don't try to get hero merit outside of Tempest Trials. Uh, I don't just start farming for it outside of Tempest Trials, but there are some other good ways to get it. And if I have a unit really close to getting that 500 feather bonus, then I might do a little bit of farming. One other thing to look out for with hero merit farming is those developer maps that sometimes IS releases. Mm, Yes. Really what it, it doesn't have to be developer maps. You're really looking for any mode that just costs five stamina that is up against pretty good high level units. Mm-hmm. And then if you can find a way to choose four units on your team and auto battle to victory, then you know that could be difficult to do. But if you can find the right placement of your units and the right units, then you can just press auto battle like 10 or 15 times a day or, or more than that. Mm-hmm. and get really easy hero merit. Yeah. But I'm curious hearing from you, what are some ways that you farm for hero merit? Is it some of those ways or do you have some other tips for us? Yeah, I mean, I think what you mentioned before with Tempest Trials, that's what I uh that's what I usually do. I really tend to focus my 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 focus on on hero merit during the Tempest Trials. So I I use the tool, you know, on the edit team screen filter it by hero merit so I can see exactly how much merit my units have. And then, you know, like I said before, we set up my team to auto battle. And the way that I usually set it up is my first team is, has the bonus character and three other units. Usually uh, those other units are prioritized to those that want to earn SP so I can, uh, you know, build them up for, you know, fodder or, or uh, to learn some skills. And, like I said before, I usually do the lunatic mode with five battles to get through just because of time. Uh, but I, I'll try to do the lunatic seven for some more hero merit. But usually my initial team that I get through, I, I mean, I don't really think about it. I just kind of throw units together. Uh, maybe sometimes I have like force or sword units in a, 
in one team, but they usually won't make it to the very end. And so I usually send out a team afterwards that are really close to getting that uh, benchmark for hero merit and let them play through until they get to that point where they give me feathers. So once they do, I, the next time I go into an auto battle and I need to switch out my team, I will notice that my, my character that I uh, put in had already gotten those feathers. And so I just subbed them out for another character that's close to the mark. And so, yeah, I mean, I've really only focused on getting hero merit during the Tempest trials. Uh, but I am going to explore some of these other methods, you know, when there isn't a trial going on. Yeah, do you think that Tempest Trials tend to be the best place to go? And keep in mind uh, that even if your heroes die in Tempest Trials, you can still get other ones that hero merit. So sometimes when I have heroes die, then I think, ooh, I don't want just one unit to clear the map because then I'm losing out on some hero merit that I could be gaining mm -hmm. if I had four heroes that clear the map. So just something to think about, too. Exactly. Yeah, so awesome. So that was all about hero merit. So let's move our focus to SP. So Greps, tell us how you farm SP. So here's how I typically farm SP. And this isn't how I did it when I first was getting started in the game because it requires specific uh, units and, and resources to do. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people can at least try at least some of these tips. So when I'm grinding for SP, I try to just farm for one unit in, at a time. And I take one healer, preferably a cavalry healer like Clarine, Priscilla, Elise. Mm -hmm. And then I also try to take two dancers as well. So the unit that I want to farm SP for can move as many times as possible on one turn. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I need to bring the one unit that I'm trying to learn SP with as well. Whenever possible, I try to give my dancers Valor skills, because when dancers have Valor skills, then not only can my units move more and get more KOs and more SP, mm -hmm. but then it's also activating one of those multipliers that I mentioned before. So I can use the unit that I'm trying to farm SP with, they can attack, then I can have a dancer dance for them, they can go again, and then they can get danced again and either attack or get out of the way of the enemy's range. The healer at any point on the turn can get them back up to full HP. Mm -hmm. And in particular, in terms of dancers or singers, I recommend performing Arts Azura if you have her in your barracks, yes. because she's going to give that three-point stat boost to all of your stats. And units that you're trying to get SP for or you're trying to level up, uh, they're going to level up so much faster if they have that boost across the board. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of listeners won't be able to, to do that and give Valor skills to their dancers because it requires having duplicate copies of those rare seasonal heroes. Right. If you did happen to just pull a Summer Elise or a Summer Tiki and you have the corresponding dancer of that weapon type, though, I recommend considering uh, foddering off those Valor skills to that dancer, especially if you have one of those uh, summer units or one of those other Valor units already in your barracks. Mm -hmm. You make it so much faster to be getting SP on units. And if that's a focus for you, it's going to help you a lot. Right, right. So um, that's an excellent tip. Now, uh, which uh, specific game modes now would you recommend for farming SP? Can you kind of walk us through your I know you've done some research in how much SP you get, so can you kind of walk us through what your results were? 
Yeah, sure. And once again, I'll just point out that I'm going to mention how much SP you can get in these different modes, mm -hmm. how much stamina each mode costs. And I'm going to be going into the ratio of SP per unit of stamina. So that's what I'm referring to uh, when I'm mentioning ratios. Mm -hmm. uh, or if I'm using numbers with decimals, that's probably what <laughs> I'm talking about. Right. So let's go through some different modes in the game. Uh, we'll start with the training tower because that was old reliable. That's the way that we all had available to us when this game uh, was first released. Yep. Yep. And that's really what we're trying to compare how good farming is in different modes to. Mm -hmm. So if you're grinding for SP on a weekday with no bonuses, no valor skills, no blessings, then you can get up to five enemy units on a map and in the eighth stratum is where you're going to want to target if you have a five-star level 40 unit to guarantee that all of their foes will give them mm -hmm. SP. Right. So with five enemies, no bonuses, you can get up to 15 SP per map. And the eighth stratum is going to cost you nine stamina. So that gives you a really, really low ratio of 1.67 SP per stamina unit. Okay. Now, if you activate all of those bonuses, all those multipliers I mentioned, you can get up to three of them in the training tower and multiply that ratio by eight to get it up to 13.3 uh, SP points per stamina or 120 SP per map. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty nice. Yeah. It's a lot better than that 1.67 ratio that you start off with. And I think there are some good reasons to use the training tower to get SP if you don't have some other options available mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. One, you get to pick the enemies that you face. You can refresh as many times as you want. Uh, the training tower is always available and it's a really quick mode. So if you just have a couple minutes, you might be able to get in a few maps in the training tower. Mm -hmm. You also don't have to make it through like 10 maps and survive all of those. So if your units are dying in Tempest Trials or if they're dying in Chain Challenges, well, that's hopefully they can survive at least one map that you've chosen the enemies for. Right. <laughs> so I do use Training Tower a little bit when I need just a little bit of SP and I don't want to spend a whole bunch of stamina, then I, I will use this mode. But in general, the Training Tower is outdone uh, because you can get higher ratios of SP in most other modes in the game. Right. If I may add to, um, you know, you know, perfect timing now that it is the beginning of April, I find that uh, I will go into the training tower more often to get those free orbs from the April quests or the, the monthly quests, as well as uh, to get some more badges or, or shards for sacred seal enhancements. So I mean, if you're looking to do that, I think that's a, a another bonus, you know, to look to farm SP from if you want to do the training tower. So I just wanted to throw that out. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's move into the second game mode and we'll compare that to all these other ones. Mm -hmm. And this is one that I know some people are really familiar with, but this is one that newer players might not be familiar with. Mm -hmm. And you can actually use those chain challenge maps as a really good way of farming SP. Mm -hmm. So the chain challenge maps, uh, you wanna do this in normal mode and go through the 10 map chain challenge modes. Mm -hmm. So those normal difficulty chain challenges are gonna cost you 30 stamina. Right. And what you wanna do for this is you want, first of all, you can't have beaten a normal 
10 map chain challenge mode in order to get SP. So that's one big limitation is that if you've already cleared the map, you're not going to gain uh, nearly as much SP as you would as if you hadn't. Mm -hmm. But here's what you're going to do if you haven't cleared the level yet. And if you have cleared all of them, because a lot of people I know want to see those check marks next to the mode, sure. you can either wait until new chain challenges are released, or then you can just try to use some other modes. Mm. So what you want to do to farm SP and chain challenges is beat the first nine stages of the 10 map uh, normal difficulty chain challenge mode. When you get to the 10th map, then you want to surrender. And I know that's going to feel strange to people the first yep. time you do it. You want to surrender, and it's going to bring you up to your barracks, and it's going to ask you to put out a second team. But you don't want to put out a second team. You want to surrender again and go back to the main menu. And the reason you do that is because as soon as you clear that 10th map, then you can't use this strategy anymore. Mm -hmm. so surrender on the ninth. Uh, the 10th map, and you get all of the SP from all of the first nine maps, which is really nice. So by doing this, you can get really high ratios of SP to stamina. Mm -hmm. uh, I went through all of the different chain challenge 10 map modes and calculated how many enemies there are in each of these modes. And the one with the most enemies is chapter nine and 10, mm -hmm. that chain challenge. You can get up to 54 enemies, and I say up to because there's a few of those defense maps where you don't have to defeat all of the enemies to clear those maps, but that's going to give you a lot of SP. In fact, if you have a Valor skill on the team, if it's a weekend, if you have a Blessing, then you can get up to 1,296 SP uh, delivered to your units by doing the chain challenges just one time. Mm -hmm. And I imagine if you're farming for SP on uh, most units, that's probably enough to learn just about any skills that you want to learn or give to a new unit. So that comes out to a 43.2 ratio of SP to stamina. Mm -hmm. uh, but you don't have to use this particular set of maps because any of the chain challenges work. They have uh, fewer enemies by a little bit. But I know a lot of people choose chapter one and two, chapter three and four, chapter five and six, for example. Mm -hmm. They all have, uh, will give you about 800 to 900 SP if you have all three of these multipliers active. And that goes somewhere between a 26 and a 28 ratio of SP to stamina. Mm -hmm. So why do I think that you should use chain challenges to farm for SP? Because you're going to get huge ratios of SP. Uh, and it's going to work really well when Tempest Trials or those warrior maps are not in season. You also get the same maps and the same enemies every single time. So if you've beaten those game modes before, you probably know exactly what the enemy is going to do and exactly where to put your units right. if you've done it enough times. Perfect. So the third mode that you can uh, farm for SP is in the Warriors maps. And this is a really popular one. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do for this is to choose one of the hard warriors maps and you want it to be one that the enemy units are four star and between level it's like 34, 35. Usually mm -hmm. it's usually the third or the last one of the warriors maps to be released. Right. So I think we have Odin's map coming out maybe tomorrow. We, uh, IS hasn't really told us what day they're releasing these maps. Yeah. 
So I think it's coming out tomorrow. So if you're listening to this, uh, it'll be on uh, what Wednesday. Yep. Mm-hmm. So look for Odin's map. It should be between level 34 and 35. And if it follows suit with the Camilla's Warriors map from a few months ago, or Minerva's map from a few months ago, then you should be able to get 600 SP if you have all three multipliers active in that mode. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you still get 75 SP, which still comes out to a 7.5 ratio because this mode costs 10 stamina. Mm -hmm. And thinking back to the training tower, that's about seven times better than, or it's probably about five times better than the training tower. So, so much better than that, yeah. even if you don't have any multipliers active. Right. So, why do I think that you should use these warriors maps? Because they have a huge ratio of SP to stamina. It's a, a very efficient use of your time in the game. These are also fixed maps, much like the chain challenges. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people can auto battle this mode, especially if you're training up a unit with Aether or another healing skill, oh, yeah. they might be able to just get put out by themselves and just take on all of the enemies there. Mm-hmm. The only reason not to use these warrior maps is because they're only available for a limited time. So it's not really a reason not to use them, but more so a reason that you might choose another mode. Exactly. So we'll go through three more modes. The third to last is the Blessed Gardens mode. Again, I don't think many people use this mode for farming SP or hero merit, but you can. Mm -hmm. And the reason that it might be something you'd even consider is because it only costs five stamina. Right. If you're using all three of the multipliers, you can gain up to 24 SP per KO in this mode. And that's going to give you 96 SP in each of these maps which will give you a 19.2 ratio of SP to stamina, which is really good as well. Not as good as those warrior maps, uh, but it's going to work pretty well, um, much better than training tower. So I think a reason that you probably wouldn't want to do this is because you're required to have blessings. So you're only going to be able to get a few of your units to get SP in this mode. Mm -hmm. Also, the enemies in this mode are pretty difficult, so you're not just going to be able to sit back and auto-battle this mode, Mm -hmm. but it is a pretty efficient rate of gaining SP, and I wanted to be comprehensive and cover as many modes as possible on this podcast. Right. The second-to-last mode that I'll go into is Tempest Trials. So assuming that you are doing Lunatic 7, and I know not everybody is, (laughs) but you'll get four enemies per map, Uh, most of the time, and you'll get five enemies on the last map, which means you should get 29 foes in total, which if you have no multipliers, no bonus units, you can get 87 base SP. Mm -hmm. But for the first time, we can activate all four of our multipliers and get 48 SP per KO, Mm -hmm. which can actually give you up to 1,392 SP if your unit is a bonus unit. So that is an insane amount of SP. It's almost 1,400 SP for 20 stamina. And that's going to give you the biggest ratio of SP to stamina in the game. It is 69.6. If you can do this, this is definitely recommended. But I'll give you, uh, you know, it's going to be higher than any of the other game modes if you have all of these bonuses active. Mm -hmm. Even if you're just using Lunatic 5, we'll assume you face 21 foes throughout those five maps. 
And that's going to give you about 1,000 SP in that mode. And that'll give you a 50.5 ratio if you have all of those bonuses active. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Yeah. The, the one limitation for doing this, and the reason that I tend not to use Tempest Trials to farm, is that usually the units that I want to give SP and learn new skills are units that aren't completely built yet. Right. So it might not be the place to be, you know, throwing out your, your units that aren't fully built out into the wolves, uh, because if they don't survive, then they're not going to get that SP. Exactly. That's why I tend not to do that. But if your units can survive, if they're built up enough that they can make it through Lunatic 7 or Lunatic 5, then I definitely recommend it. And I will point out that if you're using uh, five-star level 40 or even I think four-star level 40 heroes, then you're not going to gain SP if you use if you go through a different difficulty of Tempest Trials. I believe mm -hmm. you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on that. Yeah. But I think the phones are going to be too low of levels to gain SP. So once you've built up your hero at four or five-star rarity, then Tempest Trials isn't going to be a way that you can gain SP anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. I'll have to test that, test that out and see. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely worth uh, looking into that. And you guys can, can reach out if, uh, if you have any more information on exactly. that. Exactly. And so then the final way to gain SP is one of the newer versions, the newer maps in the game. And that's the training maps that were just added about a month or so ago. Mm -hmm. These training maps are really good, actually, uh, for getting up SP really fast. In, with no multipliers, you can get 63 SP for 15 stamina mm -hmm. if you're going against the level 34 units. Mm -hmm. And that's good for a 4.2 ratio. And if you activate all of those multipliers, you can get that ratio all the way up to 33.6. So that's really nice. Uh, it's 504 SP if you have three of those multipliers active. Uh, you, you do have to be a little bit careful because this game mode is going to throw units of all different colors at you. Right. Uh, some training maps may be better than others. And some of these training maps don't have very good choke points. So you might find that enemy units are getting KO'd on other units that you don't mean for them to get KO'd to. Mm -hmm. So you might not get all of those SP points for all of your units. So you have to think about all these different game modes and which ones might work best for your units. And hopefully this helps you make some decisions on which ones might be better for you uh, and which ones might be not as good. Right. But I'm curious from you, Phil, which out of all these options that I just went over, <laughs> which ones do you use to farm for SP? Yeah. So, I mean, before learning all of this information, um, what I usually do, is like you said, take advantage of the warrior special maps. I, I feel like we, um, a lot of us, especially when they came out, have that understanding that, yeah, you're going to get a lot of enemies at you that are weaker and a lot of SP will come from that. And I feel that's also true with the training maps as well. And so if you're concerned that your unit might not survive, uh, go ahead and give it a shot because they might, because those units are, are typically a little bit weaker, but, um, yeah, so I usually, you know, go into the Warriors maps. I set up a team, and I, and I think that's important, too, is how you set up your team, like you mentioned with Valor Skills and Dancers. I kind of go for the same type of build, where I put in that unit that I want to get SP on, and 
And, and it's also important because you don't want someone else to get the SP that you want on that specific unit. And so, you know, I throw in the dancer or two or a healer. Uh, sometimes I throw in a tanky unit as well. Uh, take Sheena or Zephiel. I've used those characters before. Uh, I usually throw them in. And like you mentioned with choke points, if usually in the Warriors maps, there are a lot of good choke, choke points. And so I like to put in that, you know, let's take Sheena. You know, I like to put in Sheena in there, take off her weapon so she doesn't retaliate and steal that SP uh, when she defends. And I just put her in that choke point. They just sit there and they take the hits while my ranged character, uh, if I am training a ranged character, goes and finishes them off. Of course, if you are trying to get SP on a character that is tanky to begin with, then you might as well just go and throw in that choke point, them in that choke point. But um, if you have a weaker character that is really hard to build up, like a ranged mage or even a dancer or a healer, then that um, team setup really has helped me out. Um, I think too with the new obstruct sacred seal that we got i i I see the potential in using that just putting that on a a character that will uh, tank units and serve in those choke points to prevent flying units or cavalry you know cavalry units from going around your your character and attacking your weaker ones and so so maybe there's some hope and some light for uh, the abstract sacred seal, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, besides that, I, I've used, uh, chain challenges as well. Uh, I've used, um, the training maps, of course, Re- more recently I've, I've been using chain, uh, the, the training maps, uh, to get that SP, uh, for my characters. But, uh, what about you Greps? What modes do you prefer to farm in? So I do it in a couple different ways, a lot of ways that are similar to yours as well, but I probably most often use those chain challenge maps, uh, but those warrior maps are fantastic when they're around. Right. And the new training maps are pretty good. I think um, you, you have to come in with a specific strategy though, because they vary by the day and sometimes the units you face might just not be very good for the unit you're trying to get SP with. Mm-hmm. But the reason I use those tra- uh, chain challenges maps is I really like the predictability of them when other modes aren't available. I've played through them a lot of different times by now. So I can yeah. just switch off between uh, the chapter three and four, chapter five and six, chapter seven and eight. Those three chain challenges I've left uh, open and haven't cleared those. And I make it three of those so I don't have to do the same one every single time. Right. Also, I find that I went through and, and calculated like all the colors of different enemies you face in those three modes, at least, and found that red and blue units tend to be best in chapter three and four okay. because of the enemies that you face. And green units tend to have the, there tend to be the most blue units that you face in chapter five and six. Hmm. So I tend to level, uh, get SP from units that are red and blue in three and four and green and five and six and colorless. I can kind of just go anywhere because they can kind of do their thing anywhere. Yeah. But those warrior maps and training maps, I think it can be tough not to lose out some KOs to other units on your team. As you were mentioning, the enemy units always seem to want to go for units that you're not wanting to get SP. Right. So depending on whether they have choke points and what maps you're using, it might vary. 
And one thing I also want to mention is be careful if you're using the warriors maps or the training maps, those uh, levels where more enemies just keep coming. Make sure you don't defeat all of the enemies before they all spawn, because then you, you'll miss out on some SP just by clearing the stage too early. Exactly. That, that is important to know. <laughs> So I'm curious, we've gone over a whole bunch of different modes yeah. and, and thought about a lot of different things about grinding for uh, hero merit and farming SP. Is there anything that you think that changes the way that you're going to get these resources in the future? Of course, definitely. I, I really liked the comprehensive uh, analysis that you've provided, and I'm going to explore each and every one. Um, I do want to mention, I, I really like what you said about the arena assault trick, you know? Uh, using one hero at a time, uh, and then, you know, for the rest of the time, having those four characters go in and getting getting that hero merit. I never thought about that before. I think that is so helpful because it can really help grind that merit, especially on characters that you don't use all the time. You know, like making it easier for weaker units to contribute to your resources, like Odin and Ray. You know, like if if you haven't if you don't have a fetish for them and you just want and you haven't built them up to five star plus 10, then now they have a reason to be in your barracks. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we're, you know, I like to have at least one of every hero. And so, um, and so this is perfect for them. And I, I did try this out actually this morning. Um, I, How did it, go? it went well, like I, I put in one unit and, you know, got the, the feathers and everything. I, and I, I actually wanted to ask you too, because when you go in and select, so you're on uh, round two of seven and you get to put all four of your units up there. Do you, do you select like the easier mode, like the, the beginner or intermediate or advanced? Because I, I, my, yeah, my, my question is because I went, I think it was like my fifth team or something. And I clicked advanced because I thought, Oh, there's just going to be one unit there. And they were like, three units and I, and I, and I had like, um, they're all one star units, you know, that like Lloyd, you know, I've never used Lloyd and I was going up against an Ike that was level 34 and, and, you know, like three other units that were at level 34. So it was just, you know, throwing the towel there. But, um, yeah, I mean, have you run into that? Is there a certain mode that you usually go towards, uh, like beginner or intermediate? Yeah. So when I'm doing this strategy, I, I always go for beginner, uh, you're pretty much guaranteed to get just one enemy. Mm -hmm. Recently, I've found myself, if I'm using a unit that's like fully built up and merged, yeah. that sometimes I get a full team against them. Uh, but as you mentioned, usually if if you start off a, with one unit in that first battle, in the, uh, the subsequent battles, even if you select a harder difficulty, then the enemies still should be pretty easy or at least not fully leveled up, uh, even if you're using like units that you don't, always use mm -hmm. so i would recommend going always for the beginner matchup uh when you're using that strategy if you go for what like the, the middle or the hardest difficulty then you probably are going to be facing a full team against mm -hmm. you but they won't be difficult but it's going to be easier to do that beginner one and you'll sure. get just about this amount of hero merit perfect good to know but yeah i i'm so excited for this because i have never really thought of hero merit outside of tempest trial and now that you know i've i'm going to set up some teams right now to train those units that i don't use and you know here in 100 days or so um <laughs> i'm going to get a big paycheck 
in feathers. So yeah, we should set a time. We should set an alarm for a hundred days from yeah. now. And, and... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh man, that's going to be better than a hero hero fest, you know? No. <laughs> but what about you? Um, is there anything that you've researched and found that you want to do differently going forward? Yeah, well, I, I think I've seen the light with the, this blessing system. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I didn't realize, I know that they mention like in the game, it's they're not trying to hide that you're going to get SP with blessings on, but I just assumed that you needed the legendary hero with them right. or that, that you needed it to be their season. Uh, but that's not the case at all. So I'm going to be a little bit less stingy with those blessings mm -hmm. now that I know you can get double the SP at all times. So we're getting a ton of blessings these days from Blessed Gardens if you're beating that mode. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I don't feel like I have to really hang on to those blessings as much as I once did. Exactly. And, you know, I, I think that could be a topic for another day, too. You know, who should you put blessings on? Because I've, I've run into the same problem of being stingy with my blessings, too. And mm -hmm. um, so I think that is a topic we could cover another day. But... Anyway, um, yeah, so time is running out, but do you have any last farming tips before we go today? So, yeah, I actually do have a couple of bonus tips, okay. and this isn't about farming as much as just making the most of the SP that you get. So one thing I was thinking about uh, when doing research for this guide is that you can actually get SP on your units by merging duplicate copies of heroes. That's true. So that's one way that you know, I always forget about, but obviously if you have a, another five-star hero, that's the same sitting around, they'll give uh, 120 SP if you merge them mm -hmm. to another five-star hero, hopefully. Um, if you do a four-star merge, it gives you 80 SP and merging a three-star unit into another one gives 40 SP to the target unit. Mm. So I know you normally don't want to merge a three-star unit together or a four-star unit together if you eventually plan to promote them to five stars. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing wrong with merging units that you maybe prefer the SP over the hero merit, or not the hero merit, but the hero feathers oh, right. that you get getting a unit home. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that even if it doesn't increase the rank of your hero if you're feeling kind of lazy uh, or if you just have a couple of extra units lying around and, and don't have the stamina potions for sp anymore then that's one way to do that mm -hmm. yeah and then one more thing i wanted to mention that sometimes uh i've learned through uh my experience is let's say you're merging two five-star copies of units together to increase their merge level mm -hmm. Uh, let's say like you had a bad IV of Zelgius, for example, the last few months, but let's say you just pulled a better one on the most recent legendary banner. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of SP on that old unit that you've been using for a while. Uh, so if you're merging that old one into the new one, though, you're going to lose all of their SP. You just get 120 SP when you do that merge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, hang on, wait, don't merge that unit yet if it has a ton of SP if there are other skills that you want that unit to learn. So what I recommend is on that old unit, before you merge them, learn as many skills as you can that you are interested in learning on that unit eventually, if you have the fodder to give them. Yep. So to learn as many skills, you can even inherit new skills onto the unit that you're about to fodder away or merge away. Uh, inherit skills to them, learn those skills. And then when you merge them, 
that new unit will already have those skills learned. So I hope that's just a little trick for people out there that will help prevent people from wasting some of their hard-earned SP. <laughs> uh, and I have a sad story to add to that. I, I, I accidentally did that. I had a five-star Noe for the longest time, right? And then I decided to merge up Naui, you know, a couple copies that I had. And so I found a good IV on a four-star Naui, uh, upgraded her to five-star, and then merged my original Naui into the new one, not realizing that this occurs. And so I lost about, uh, I don't know, 1,500 SP points or something like that uh, from the merge. And I had all these skills that I wanted to learn on the new Naui and everything. And so, so please do not do that. Um, and I also wanted to add, too, I, I really like what you said about merging lower star units. Um, if you just have a ton of copies of them and you do plan on merging them up to or upgrading them up to five stars, if you are able to, you can still learn, you can still merge them together, get that extra SP and then learn those skills, maybe at a lower level. And then you would still have those skills learned by the time you upgrade them to five star and then merge them onto a copy that is uh, better. And so, so yeah, so make sure that you do it right. Always double check this podcast or another source before you make a, a bold move as such, and you should be good to go. So thank you for those tips, Greps. And sure. And yeah, go ahead. I was listening to this and I like, wasn't quite sure like you're doing it right, or if you feel like uh, you want to make sure you're doing it right, you know, we might not have gone over every single step in the process. So feel free to reach out to me or uh, schedule an appointment with your phallogist <laughs> and we can help, help answer some of your questions, I hope. Exactly. And be sure to check out Grepps' Reddit page at u slash Grepstein. Uh, and you can also email him at grepsteinfeh at gmail.com. And please feel free to reach out to me uh, at theology at gmail.com for suggestions or feedback for the show. So that about wraps up this show. I am once again grateful for Greps being on the show. So thank you once again for, for joining me. Sure, happy to be here. Awesome. And to all of you listeners out there, thanks again for listening. And we will catch you. Thank you, guys. Bye. See ya.